Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Good Tuesday afternoon. Thanks so much for hanging out with us this afternoon. We have been talking a lot about the potential Olympic bid for the 2026 Games. And we know yesterday we had a subcommittee selected from city council. We had the city manager, Jeff Fielding, with a tongue lashing for councillors. Because I think the councillors reflect what has been happening in the community when it comes to this whole process. A lot of confusion, a lot of questions about, is this already a done deal? Will Calgarians actually have a say? Lost in this whole conversation is where this all began. Uh, For a while there, a lot of people thought this has been driven by council. That's why you're not getting any buy-in from Calgarians, because this is just a bunch of councillors, potentially a mayor, people calling it an ego project. And that's why I thought it was so important to set the record straight. To go back to day one of this whole process, and in order to to do that, I have to bring in Doug Mitchell, chair of the Calgary Sport Tourism Authority. Doug, thanks so much for making time for us today. No, it's my pleasure, actually. It's a current topic, that's for sure. Oh, no kidding. And for people who aren't familiar with Doug Mitchell, just look at any sporting, anything to do with sports in the city, and my guest has had a hand in that. Doug, your your list is way too long for me to say it all, but right now you are the chair of the Calgary Sport Tourism Authority, which is what? It's an independent organization that was established 10 years ago, that time by uh, Mayor Dave Bracagne, uh, made up of an uh, outside group of people interested in sports. And uh, I think over the 10 years that we function, we've been involved in 400 events, bringing them into Calgary, partially or wholly involved in that. So it's been a very effective organization. And we did start on the Olympic bid probably three, maybe even four years ago. Before we get into the Olympics, the whole idea then of the Sport Tourism Authority is to be able to attract sporting events because then ultimately that's going to be good for tourism for our city, for business, uh, that idea. Yeah, and we look at it from an economic import Mm -hmm. standpoint and, and also or to create events as well as bring them into the city. Three or so years ago, who came up with the idea of why don't we try to bring back the Olympics? Well, that was very interesting, I think. Um, it had been such a great time for Calgary back in 1988, and uh, we looked at it and said, you know, we really haven't had m- many major events since that time, and let's look at it and see whether or not it has uh, legs to it. And also, I think we also looked at a junior Olympic bid at one time. So it was a collection of ideas and concepts that said, well, let's take a look at it. And I can go further by saying to you, we were looking at the 2022 Olympics, but at that time, there was uh, no changes by the IOC. And at that time, for instance, they looked at the speed skating oval and said, uh, well, that's not doesn't meet our criteria, and it would cost $300 million to build a new speed skating oval. And we were in Sochi, and we went to speed skating several times, and they had 10,000 seats, which is the minimum requirement. And there probably were a 1,000 people at each one of the speed skating events that we went to. So we said, we've got 1,500 seats, and they want us to build 10,000. We're not interested in that. And if that's the thing that we have to do, we passed on the 2022 Olympics, because at that stage, 
we were told there were only two other cities interested. Then when we began to look at it and gathered the information, eight cities expressed an interest in it. So based on the estimated cost at that time and building all new facilities, we took a pass on it. What changed then from bidding on the 2022 and what you were hearing from the IOC to then looking at bidding on 2026? Well, I think what happened is uh, the IOC came up with a new document called 2020 where they revised a lot of the requirements and made it so that it wasn't so expensive for a city and the city didn't have to build all new facilities and also that they could go back to a city which had already hosted the Olympics. Before, it was all about a new city building new facilities and what an economic impact it would have. And we said, no, we don't believe that. We would all always want to uh, use existing facilities and they changed because I think part of the problem was the last Winter Olympics that we actually passed on 2022 there were only two cities remaining and they didn't really want to go to either Mm. one of the cities. So ultimately the IOC has had to change the way they do business otherwise they're going to be out of business. Absolutely there's no question about it that they understood the costs and requirements were no longer acceptable or reasonable. Even hearing that, though, Doug, I think that's where a lot of Calgarians become skeptical. And and you're right. The 88 Olympics were what a great party, what a great event for, for our city. But so many people, including myself, have said, this isn't 88 anymore. Things have changed. The city has changed. The IOC has become so tarnished that I think that's the trouble with getting people on board. You sound like you're convinced, though, that they, they want to change the way they do things. Well, absolutely. But uh, I hate to admit this, but I'm old enough to remember the 88 Olympics and the lead up to the 88 Olympics. I was on the board of the Calgary Economic Development Authority at that stage. Uh, sorry, Olympic Development Association at that stage that presented the offer for the Olympics. And there was all sorts of backlash at that time. We're in a deep recession. People are unemployed. We need infrastructure. It couldn't be a worse time than when we were bidding for the 1988 Games. And what happened? It left a 200 to $300 million legacy in the city of Calgary. And we're hearing the same thing now. And I remember at one time after the 88 Games, we were sort of saying, where are all those people that told us not to do this? Where were all the negative people that knew this was a disaster? We couldn't find any of those people. They seemed to have disappeared. Do you remember, though, and I'm so glad you are wise beyond your years and you can go back to that lead up. But even when there was the CODA or the Calgary Olympic Development Association, didn't they, was it selling memberships, something to be able to get Calgarians excited about it? Well, I think, I don't remember specifically that, but that's been a reaction as we've been going through this process, quite frankly, is where is the reaction from the positive people? And I think that's very true. And I think there's been a lot of vociferous individuals opposing it, but, you know, it's always the silent majority who make the decision, but they don't sort of come up front at the very start of it. Yeah, and I think that's been the big problem here is that we feel that this has been so council-driven and, you know, a lot of people don't like to be told what to do, especially from politicians. So let's let's put it back into even the early days with the uh, Sport Tourism Authority. You must be sitting back, though, and I'm, I'm not sure, what is your reaction when you hear what's been going on at council level and why so many Calgarians are thinking, do we even know how to follow this process? Well, I, 
sorry, I'm laughing a bit, actually. I'm not laughing at anybody in particular, but it has been a very long, drawn-out process. There has been an awful lot of uncertainty, but my reaction to that is, and I think they're now getting into a bid committee, which is going to involve a lot, majority of outside people moving forward away from city council. And, you know, one of the things that I actually like about this, and maybe I'm a total optimist, I don't know, but... We have three levels of government, municipal, provincial, and federal, actually working together on this. Now, if this isn't a first, it's a first in a long, long time. And we don't have any provinces beside us or close to us beaking away at us, telling us they're going to oppose what we're doing. So there are some favorable parts of it, but I'll be very much more relaxed when I see the bid committee named and city council is not in control of it. Well, yeah, and that, that's why I'm even confused. Yesterday, they came, came up with a subcommittee for the Olympics, so councillors are sitting on this subcommittee. But it sounds like, are they working separate from a bidco? And, and, you know, so I think that's the problem. Who is driving the ship? Well, in my opinion, who should be driving the ship, and I hope the person will be, the chairman and the chief executive officer of the bid committee will be the people driving the ship. If council want to have an oversight committee, that's fine, but they can't be driving the agenda. And that's the way it was back in 88. Was Coda the one that was driving it and Ralph Klein was just representing the city as the mayor when you were trying to sell it to the IOC? Well, of course, there were representatives of the provincial government, representatives of the municipal government, and representatives of the CLC on the committee at that stage. And mm-hmm. there will be the same representation on this committee as well. But, uh, you know, part of it is people have to make up their mind that they want to have it. And, uh, you know, Vancouver went through a referendum, and uh, the odds were that it would never pass. And it did pass, and they had amazing Olympics and made money as well. So here's the thing. We've got this, now the council is in favor of a plebiscite, and I think a lot of Calgarians are saying, at least I get to have a say. You know, whether it's the silent majority that are in favor of this or the people who are opposed to it, they at least will have a say. However, it's a non-binding plebiscite. And I think, once again, because we're skeptical of all politicians now, we're, some people are saying, well, what if it goes one way and council says, okay, well, we've taken that under advisement and we're going the other way. Uh, well, I, I, I can't see that happening. I can't see a vote going forward saying, yes, we want it, and then city council saying, no, we don't want it. I, I think that would be a, a political suicide. Mm-hmm. Have you watched our council lately? No, I'm kidding. Uh, because a lot of people will remind everyone, remember with the fluoride plebiscite, everyone was in favor of it and council voted against it. But I, I won't bring up old council decisions. This is the one we're dealing with now. Doug, would you have said that back in 88, and I shouldn't even be comparing it, we didn't have a plebiscite. This was ultimately CODA getting everyone on board. Do you think it, we would have had the 88 Olympics if there had been a plebiscite? That's a great question that uh, I wish I was capable of answering it, but um, times change, like you said yeah. earlier, right? And. Um, it's you know I love this. I'm a native Calgarian. I love the city. I love the province. It's a changed province, no question about it. But um, I think people are going to look on the basis of you know when we started out, 
One of the things that bothers me the most as a native Calgarian or Albertan, when I see the numbers of 100,000 people in this province losing their jobs, and one of the first things we did at the uh, authority was to go to Deloitte and ask them to do an economic impact study for us. And when they came back and told us that the Olympics would create 45,000 jobs for Albertans, I thought that is a very, very powerful statement, plus an economic impact as well in the billions. So we have to look at it. You know, if you want to get success, you have to take risks. And it's a question of weighing the risk against the success. And, uh, you know, I may be a fervent supporter of sport, uh, but I've never been a supporter of sport beyond the economics of reality. And I think that's tremendously important for these games or potential games. However, with 88, those jobs were created because we had a lot of construction. It, supposedly, with the 2026, they're saying that because we're going to be watching our dollars, we're going to be able to just make improvements to our existing facilities. So will the, will the economic impact still be there? Well, sure, because obviously some renovations, some facilities have to be built, but the overall uh, runoff effect, hotels, employees, you know, it's not all about construction jobs. It's all about related jobs to construction jobs. But just for two weeks? No. You know, no. I mean, I'm saying when you talk about hotels and stuff or no, a no, month. No, but it, the lead up to it yeah. is amazing. It, there's no question about it. Deloitte, you know, famous, reputable international organization and came up with that number. And uh, I, I just think, yes, there's risk. There's no question about it. There's risk. But the rewards, if it's done properly, can far exceed the risks. Doug, I'm glad you had some time for us because I wanted to go back to figure out where this all began and your involvement in 88 as well. So great comparisons. I appreciate your time. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Angela. You bet. Doug Mitchell, chair of the Calgary Sport Tourism Authority. I want to take a break here. And because yesterday we obviously were very much centered on what was happening in Toronto, we didn't get to spend as much time with what was happening at council. Because, yeah, a couple of big things came out of council. This new subcommittee on the Olympics and also the fact that there is going to be this non-binding plebiscite. You've heard from Doug Mitchell. He was very involved in the 88 Games with the uh, Calgary Olympic Development Association and he was part of the Calgary Sport Tourism Authority about three years ago saying, why don't we try to bring back the Olympics? 403-974-8255. What are your thoughts now? We're back after this.